This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give God praise this morning. Lift up your hands and just worship Him. Jesus' mighty name. 
Hallelujah. For some reasons, Jesus said that except you be converted and be like children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. In other words, the kingdom demands that you are converted. It demands that you are soft. So let's go back to Matthew 19 where we started from. And uh, let's read the game before we take our seat this morning. Okay, so Matthew 19 where we'll be reading between Jesus and the Pharisees. So let's read again. And he answered them and he said, uh, Have you not read that he that made them in the beginning made them male and female? And verse, we talked about that, that male and female. God made male and female. Verse 5. Uh, he said, For this cause shall a man, and then we talked about that last week, a man should leave his father and his mother. If a man cannot leave, he cannot cleave. Verse 6. <laughs> Wherefore, there are no mortal but one flesh. What God, therefore God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Let no man put asunder only what God has joined together. It is not every joining that is God joining. Maybe that might be the last part we'll come to one day. Hallelujah. <laughs> you can't separate any of the verses. They are together. Jesus, they are divided into verses for, so that it will be convenient for you to read. Jesus was talking. And you cannot take a part of what he said. So Jesus here is assuming that it is only a man who has left his father and his mother that has clipped to his wife. He's the only one that God is joining. Any other joining, it is not God. Okay. Verse 7. And this is what we want to talk about today. They say to him, Why did Moses then command us to give us to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? And then verse 8. I love Jesus' answer. He said to them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts. I want to talk about hardness of heart in marriage today. So we are still talking about the uh, the serpent, the garden, and the family, right? Hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. When they just mow, when you pour concrete, um, cement with sound or whatever you put it on the ground if you step in within a certain time your footprint will be will be on it it is still soft you can mold it you can take that same concrete sound and cement and form anything you like and form a ball but after 24 hours or thereabouts it becomes hard you cannot bend it you cannot form it even if you drive on it, your tire will not show on it. It has become hard. Hardness happens with time. But let's read something this morning. Um, Amos 3.3 3. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 Can two walk together except they be agreed? Mm. Statistics I was listening to this yesterday. About 50%, of course, we don't have statistics in Nigeria. <laughs> so we we just copy. Those that don't bother us here, so we don't deal with statistics. And if they bring anything at all out, it's not correct. So we just sit down for some of so we do have statistics in Nigeria. We don't even know how many we are. <laughs> Amen. 
So, um, <laughs> in America, and I think the greater part of Europe, that's why I got the statistics from yesterday, 50% of all forced marriages will end in divorce. 50%. 60 to 70 percent of second marriage will end in divorce. 80 percent of third marriage will end in divorce. More than 90 percent of fourth marriage will end in divorce. In other words, you are safer with the first person than any other person. People, <laughs> and many of you are aware of what I've just said now. You know, actors and actresses in America were married four or five times. Because people think the problem is with the other person until after three trials, then they discover the problem is with themselves. Why? Because of what we started with, hardness of earth. It makes you think everybody has a problem except you. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, can two work together except they be agreed? Now, here is the point or the problem. You can have your seats. Thank you. Again, it's supposed to be a brief message this Sunday or this morning. <laughs> are you following me? So, two are expected to work together, and the rule says they must agree together to work together. But it's a challenge. Whoever you are going to marry, get married to, um, you did not grow up in the same place, you did not live with the same parents. As a matter of fact, even siblings living in the same house are not the same. There are some differences between you and your brothers and your sisters. So when two have to work together and there is need for agreement, agree on what? I want to talk a little bit more, a little more about that second service. There has to be number one, a point of reference. Amen. There are three things that marriage, every marriage involves. Number one, in marriage, we share. In marriage, we support. And in marriage, we honor and respect. Now, again, here is the problem. This thing about agreement, there must be agreement on three things. Number one, experience. And or let me say those are three things that they affect agreement. They make it difficult in most cases. Number one is experience. Number two, exposure. And they lead to number three, expectation. See, sincerely speaking, most of those who act films of love from America and other countries that you watch have been divorced four times. So first of all, detach your head from what you read in magazines and all those things. They are just mere illusions. Somebody is singing about love and it's on his fifth marriage. And people are listening to a song to define love. Isn't that insanity? Because somebody can sing something that does not mean he has it. Somebody can act a very romantic scene in a film. The man... Who brings a cup of coffee to her on the bed? <laughs> if he was bringing coffee to the one he was married to before, they wouldn't break up. That's why you need to understand. It's called acting. 
But life is not fame. Life is real. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. This is important. I just want to... Why this statistic... Why will 50% of marriage end up in divorce? It is because of the scripture we read. There is need for agreements before two can work together. All over the world, we have two attempting to work together where there is no agreement on those three parameters I stated. There is no agreement on experience, exposure, expectation. And the third one is the most important. The first two we actually crystallize will lead to the third one. When you have certain experiences and you are exposed to certain things, it gives you some kinds of expectations in marriage. And if you are married to somebody and your expectations are not the same, that is when you begin to have misunderstanding. Expectations, they come from those two things. Experience and exposure. Somebody might have read in Harvard but he still prefers the woman kneeling down before him and putting the food on his table. And you're elogizing him. Oh, me as he's sitting. And his head is sweating. Until he busts. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? People have different expectations. A good woman doesn't talk when a man is talking. That is someone's expectation. But you believe that you should communicate. That is your expectation. But the two cannot agree. Or they can't work the God. There is no agreement on your expectation. There are guys who believe that even when he cheats on you, you should understand that all men cheat expectation. There is no problem with people's expectation. There is only a problem with why you marry somebody whose expectation is different from yours. That's the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. He expects that you serve his mom. He expects that you honor his siblings. But you don't have the same expectation. She expects that you must listen to her at all times. She expects that you must always sit down with her. She expects that you should understand her mood when she's not happy and you are not a prophet. You should know what she's not saying by the Spirit. And you don't have such grace. <laughs> Expectations. But let's talk about, see, when it comes to this, I don't want to be too fast the way I preach normally because we have to look into these things. What affects expectation? I said exposure and experience. The number one reason for hardness, Jesus listed it. They said Moses told us what to do. You know, they were arguing with Jesus that you see, uh, in some cases we can send away the woman. And I have explained last time we had this topic, they asked Jesus that can we put away our wives for any reason? And I said, put away is not automatic, it doesn't equal divorce automatically. There are Afri because Africans are afraid of what people will say. You might not divorce a woman or a man actually, but how many women? Look at that word, put away. Put away does not have to be divorced. 
You can put away a man sexually. You can put away a woman emotionally. Many homes, even though they've not separated physically or completely, they have put each other away a long time ago. The personal issues of this one does not involve this one anymore. So you can put away your wife financially. You can put away your husband sexually. You can put away your wife emotionally. Where you don't invest your emotion into the person again, you have already put away the person. And Jesus said that there is only one reason for put away. It is called hardness of hearts. Ah, no wonder he said I will give you a heart of flesh, not a heart of stone. Anytime people sit before me and they begin to complain about why they want to end that marriage and everything, all I see is just hardness of heart. Deep down inside me, I already know. Let them move to the second marriage. It won't last half of the time of the first marriage. Because you are listening to each other, you are seeing problems and they cannot see. They only see the other person as a problem. Hardness of hearts. If you are not flexible in the hands of the master, it can transform your life. A heart can be hardened because of culture. Culture has hardened you so much that there is nothing the word of God can do about what you have come to believe. See, people have had different experiences. Second service are both to begin from uh, the, the, I don't want to use the word painful thing, but that is what happens in every marriage in the sense that when God created Adam, Eve was not there. And when God created Eve, Adam was sleeping. So none of them saw the same thing when they gave back to woman or man you are going to marry in a different place, maybe different tribe. You were growing up in the Jesha, this was growing up in Umaya, whatever, like that. And one day you are going to, you were not part of the beginning of each other. So there must be, I will talk about that. There was an illustration that Shintok made in Abelkuta, Pastor Shintok. Very awesome illustration. Please come. One, two, three, four, five. Please come. Stay where you are. First of all, stay where you are. Stay where you are. All of you. Now, walk towards me and come and touch me. You see how much they are shifted to be here. Now, you can go back. Or if I want to make it, you can go back. If I want to make it very strong, what I will do, Rabolako, uh, Barista, come. Or stay there. Um, Rebecca, come. Kenny, come. And stay there first. Stay a little. Um, Brother Mala, please come. Just walk a little and stop. Now, Rabuluaga, um, stand. Come. Now, all of you, just come and touch me. Touch me. Don't be afraid. You won't fall down. <laughs> Now, you see, all the five of them are around the same spot right now. But they came from different places. Go back to God bless you. This is Romans 8.29. Project it and I'll read something. I'm just going to stop there for first service. Romans 8.29. This is why when Paul began to write on marriage, 
husband love a wife as Christ. There has to be a rallying point. And the distance between you and that rallying point depends on your experience. How many things are you willing to accept that you have internalized and they are wrong and you need to let them go? You can be Christian for 20 years and still be as manipulative as you were day one of Christianity. And when you get into marriage, you want to manipulate the other person and then fight and all those things. The only way, the only way for whom he did for new, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Honestly speaking, to say it in the simplest language, the best way for Christians to have peaceful marriage is for all of you to have a point of reference, which is Jesus Christ. As you journey towards Jesus, towards becoming like him, you will meet at the same point and you will become one. There is no other way to become one. We all have baggages in our, that you must drop. And what people don't want to do is that you carry your baggage, you want another person to come and carry your baggage with you, and then there is division. Look at all of them walk from different distances to come and meet me. For some, you are very far from Christ. Some are a little nearer. So, so all of us, once a man and a woman sit down, they are not at the same pace spiritually. But if they become committed into coming to become like Jesus Christ, as they become like him more and more, they become like each other more and more. It is the way. So, I said in marriage we, we share. In marriage we support. Let's say this straight away. Marriage will never work for a selfish man or woman. And sincerely we have many of them. When a man is selfish or greedy, he cannot understand the language of we. I will still take preeminence. The same thing a woman cannot sacrifice we for I or I for we. It's still about me. The way he spoke to me. The way it makes me feel. What about the way you make him feel? If you don't work on that, the fact that you are going into an, an arena where sharing is the main life, lifestyle in that new place. Sharing. They said there is love in sharing. sharing love. It is true. Nobody comes into marriage successfully if you are first of all not dealt with the baggage of greed and selfishness. My family. He said this to my mother. She said this to my everything. My and my and my. It's the number one problem. He does not understand me. You are always seeking for you to be understood while you don't want to understand anybody. But greed will leave us as we become more and more conformed to the image of Christ. The moment the two of them begin to make this their priority to become more like Jesus, then you become more patient, more loving, more caring. All these self things will just start dropping one after the other. Because if we use any other reference, it might favor somebody against somebody. I get what I'm saying. Somebody said, now you, 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 you somebody said, um, we do dating, we talk, and we ask questions. It's good to ask questions during courtship, but I just wanted to know that even if you become an investigator, there are things you will never know about your wife until you marry her. And there are things you will never know about your husband until you marry her. That is why, sincerely speaking, 
don't do a short and shoddy courtship. Even those who have done long and investigative courtship are still discovering things. You, you have not done any. All you do is just to eat bread and then you go to so, uh, all, all those Chinese and European restaurants and then you come back and then you say, you have to. Now, statistically, they've also discovered that, I'm supposed to be saying this more to singles, people cannot pretend for more than one year, six months. Yeah. Even the smartest of them. Somehow, when it's getting to one year, people begin to bring up what is really in them. But three months, there are guys who can act. There are ladies who can bury anything. Is it not just 12 weeks? They bury everything. But when you get comfortable with somebody and you have been spending time together talking, visiting people together, fellowship together for about a year, at that level, it is difficult to cover some things again. They will start coming out. This is why it is important to have a very long courtship. Maybe one year, maybe two years. It's not a law. It doesn't mean you cannot find anybody who met somebody and within three months they got married and they are doing well. You might. But that is an exception. And I've told you, wise people don't build on exceptional. They build on the norm. You cannot say of all illiterates in the world, all of them are broke, poor, that are illiterate who are rich. But don't go to school because of that. You cannot say that every plane that crashed, that all the passengers died. So you now meet somebody, oh, he cried, his plane crashed, but he survived. So you try and say, I don't mind, we, do, we can close our eyes while we are flying. I just met somebody who survived crashing. Let us also crash, because I will survive. So every pilot takes those precautions, not because they don't know that somebody won't survive, but you see, you don't build your life on the exceptional. Because it might be one out of one million people and you are not sure you are that one. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So it's good to have a good time in courtship that you might discover certain things. But for some reason, I'm pressing the Spirit to really talk about this hardness. So how long will it take your heart to become soft? This is why when we are born again, unfortunately, People are born again, but they still live like a normal because their heart is hard. If you watch the film Fireproof, how many of you have seen that film before? Fireproof. Yeah. At times I tell couples to watch. That guy in the film was an example of a broken fellow that God did something to his heart. I don't see that among too many people. I, I've tolerated that for one more. She's still doing the same thing. I mean, they. The guy got to a point where he decided to do what was right, regardless of what the lady was doing. She wanted to still divorce him. She was make, every time he was he was the wicked one before. Then had an encounter with God. That's a genuine salvation. See, genuine repentance does something to you. And he began to love her, to care for her, and she began to make it difficult deliberately. And her friend lied to her that one day she got to the office, she couldn't take. She told the friend that. All of a sudden, it's nice, it's caring. He doesn't use Baba. And I said that it's because he knows that you're about to divorce him. And he's trying to save money. Go ahead. And she went ahead. And the guy began to do all the good things he should have done before. And then one day he told her, whether you get to a point where you want to love me and change your mind to make the marriage work, or you want to walk away, it makes no difference. I am not a Christian. I'm going to do what is right. My doing right does not depend on what you are doing. 
two wrongs can never make it right. And when people do something good in marriage, we can say that the other person too should do that. And when he doesn't, see, you have to. I heard this from one preacher. When you live right as a young guy, it does not mean God will reward you with a lady who has lived right also. You might fall in love with a girl who is now a spirit filled, but she has. She's been a veteran in the other field. That when she tells you what she's been through, if it's not love and the Holy Ghost is not involved, you will break up. You have never had sex. You've been a pure person. She has been around all kinds of people, but now she's born again, sanctified, spirit-filled. And then she tells you, and now this is the point, there is no information you keep back from the other person that will not come out one day. The tragedy is that if you don't say yourself, somebody says you have destroyed trust in that marriage forever. The question will be possibly how many more things are you keeping? No matter what you have done, a man that is meant for you, a woman that is meant for you, will stay with you. That's the truth. Once the courtship is getting to the place of commitment, tell the person what has been. Because Satan is very wicked. Life as a way of rotating such a way that the one that spoke to me, they are not in Nigeria, remember, a member of this church, somebody in Kappa, told them to speak to me. And they come from the other country. That's why they want to break up right now. I did my best, but see, there was nothing I could do. It was after the marriage. They had such a flamboyant marriage. They used limo. Such a flamboyant, that the guy started getting to know a lot of very dirty stuff. Why? Facebook. Or how? Facebook. Just opened Facebook one day, saw somebody, saw a friend who was his own friend on Facebook and our own friend on Facebook and that one was in the ladies' school. And woman makes we talk. And one day they go, ah, this is your wife. Ah. He said, what? Yeah, nothing, no. Nothing, no. Nothing. It's, it's just that uh, I'm just happy for you. Immediately the guy is saying, of course, as you will know that something, so he now started probing. So he started picking people, went to that school, people using some, a very, I mean, started, the guy has a very fantastic job. You started getting it, and then he was able to get some lines, join people together, and then one of them decided to talk. Then one of them brought a picture up of, oh God, some very, very terrible things. And when the lady came to the country and she sat before me, she came one time, she sat down, she told me the truth, that it is true. It is true. That all through when I was in school, I was doing Aristo. That is true. He said, I told him a little part, but some, of course, I didn't tell him. And I said, no, you should have. And now the people you once called friends are telling him everything right now that is going on. And he now got to a point where I said, every week, new story was coming out of our exploits and the man was becoming more and more discord and I told the man see if you can't take it you can't be in this marriage so maybe you should walk away I said look you just have to love her but the girl told me that pastor I have stopped and she was saying the truth so I have stopped there was a guy that gave them 5 million on the wedding he thought it was, it was her uncle and later I found that he was one of our man friends. 
and she said that sincerely speaking the day i met him and we started dating i stopped sleeping with that man and the man understood he let me go and i stopped but this guy could at the point the guy told me that he said pastor i know she's saying this right she actually stopped he said but i can't just take it that's what those who were they said i don't so how many more people dancing with us on that wedding day <laughs> that, <laughs> Hallelujah. What is the most important thing in marriage? The two people out of flesh walking towards Jesus. You will become, you will love each other more and more because there is a point of reference. All of you are living behind experiences and exposures. Yes. You were brought up in different ways. Some parents did a good job. Some didn't do good enough or didn't do well enough. Some did well, but it was not received. And I said it last week. A lot. When you see a guy who begins to cheer through his girl's phone, so you have an opportunity before marriage never to marry such a person. Once you do, then you have to live with it and begin to find a way to help him out of that insecurity. A lady once brought her husband to me and when I started talking, the husband started suspecting me. <laughs> she told me that he's so insecure, I thought I could help until I entered the game. He told her that you can no longer go to that church. He mentioned to her, he said the pastor is also and he wears jeans. So I said, bye-bye. At least free him. Say, won't come and punch me one day. <laughs> Say, please go home. You can go to where the pastor is very old. <laughs> Maybe 60 something. Where you can feel comfortable. It's amazing. Now, that didn't happen overnight. He must have been exposed to certain things that have developed lack of trust. Who are you talking to? Oh, your friend, male or female? Since when have you known him? Works in your office. Your office. Is this the only guy in your office? Are you the only lady? You don't have any. And then they on and on and on. I don't understand why a woman will settle down with a man. You are not yet married. He's picking your phone and using style to check everything on the phone. And you still want to marry him. If he can't trust you, he has no business staying with him. And people stay in all these things. But I'm talking more to married people today anyway. If you are having a man like that, you're already married. Even when you are too long alone in the room, he comes to spy. Why are you alone? <laughs> These are the things that people have developed. I said, now that is a form of hardness of heart. What we help him is what I've just said now. If he's in a world church, where they are teaching people being conformed to the image of Christ, gradually those things begin to fall off. You see, you cannot nag a person into a change. And maybe we look at, uh, let me just conclude this way. What experience should do? You should also begin to find out from yourself to what extent, to what extent, are certain experiences have they, to what extent have they, have they had impact on you? 
it's a very good question that you should ask for instance some women can never stay in a room with a guy who snores very loudly to some other ladies they don't mind some you go out to eat I know that annoys some but now some women will just complain mildly ah dear do your mouth small small you know like but that can be a serious issue with some other women because they won't let go it's because the way they were brought up that is a rash terrible attitude for a man to be <laughs> they can't take it down and she can begin to nag and nag to a point where you annoy him also and it's like look don't force your change on me because there is a rule a change must not be forced you can influence a person to change and one of the best ways what is happening this morning begin to go with the person to a place where you can begin to hear things that will affect the two of you when people listen to you, they might not make a fundamental adjustment but they can begin to move gradually a man who is stingy can begin to change gradually there's nobody the holy ghost cannot change but you are not the holy ghost once you are trying to do it you are going to annoy that person if a woman is insecure if a woman is always living in fear if a woman is, if a woman is jealous you know there are some women like that let them catch you talking to another woman they don't even know what you are saying a man told me how the wife fought him for talking to a woman who was old enough to be his mom yes after service one day, there was a woman that walked into a bar, but not this church of course walked into the church and slapped the husband for talking to one of the female lodgers when he slapped her, when she slapped him the female lodger knelt down because she understood that <laughs> how many will I receive if <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying oh what happens to a woman who talks anyhow? Have you met women who are bound by spirit of anger before? I've seen a few. You don't want to be there when they're angry. You will know that this is not just anger. This is demonic oppression. One of them poured hot water at boiling point on her younger sister. Even the husband didn't know what to do again. You know, when they say some men beat some women, there are some women you can't beat them. And I usually pray that abusive men should marry. I mean, so there will be balance of terror. I, I, that's the kind of marriage. You beat her, just don't sleep in that house that night. She waits for you to go and sleep. And the woman had done it for she poured oil on the man on the bed. When he came back from hospital, in his life again, such a you can fight. When we were serving, a lady told me she was in there, she witnessed it. And people were shouting from outside, Dad, this also leave her alone. And the man was shouting, It is not me, sir. <laughs> she said she she she, <laughs> she put uh, uh, okra before the man. 
I said, oh, you went out since where you come from. And the man was even joking with that. You want me to tell you where, you want me to tell you where, where I'm coming from? I go and bring a paper and a bio so I can list all the places I've been to today. So he just carried the bowl of the Amala and the okra on his face. Whoa! Said, where she sat? She was like, and she ran to the door, she locked the door and threw the key outside. <laughs> so she began to pound the man. What the man was forced to respond back. And neighbors were banging the when they were in their shout out, leave her, leave her. And the man said, No, it should be leave him, leave him. <laughs> no, that is not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can the church do something about this horrible statistics? In America, where they usually deal with statistics a lot, the figure in the church is beginning to look like the figure in the world. And it's because of what Jesus said, hardness of hearts. We will not allow God to soften our hearts so that it can be remolded from a selfish man to a caring man, from a naughty, saucy woman to a caring, submissive woman. We will not. We will rather argue and say the other person is the problem. Hardness of hearts. Jesus put it straight to the Pharisee. The reason why you are thinking divorce or put away is that your heart is hard. We will go on the, those three things. And I, so I'm just talking about sharing. We're talking about support. But not today. And then we're talking about respect. Let me just say that you must respect the person you are married to. A man shouldn't marry a woman that you have no reason to respect. Even though she's your wife, there must be certain things, certain reasons why you must respect your wife. So if you look at a woman, no matter how beautiful she is, and you think that you don't have any outer respect for her, there's no point marrying that kind of person. You must marry someone that you respect. Along the line you're married, you are going to need that element of respect. You must marry someone that you respect. And the person you two are married to must respect you. It's not a one-sided thing. If there's no honor in marriage, there's no marriage. You must look at your husband and there must be reasons why you want to honor him from your heart. You must look at your wife and there must be reasons why you want to honor her. This is why if you bring nothing to marriage, it might be difficult to respect you. You are not contributing anything. Finance, emotion, spiritual, all of them zero. You are a liability. Hallelujah. You won't share anybody. You can't pray. You can't talk in such a way that the man, his confidence comes back. He loses a contract. You don't have anything to say. You don't even know the meaning of contracts. You have become a liability. It is difficult to earn any kind of respect. Is there a man who doesn't like a woman? When he says he wants to buy a car and the car is 16 million and he has 12 and the wife just has 4. There will be respect. You are not even asking now. You want to pay rent. So how much is that? 1.2 million. Okay, you know what? Only drop 800. I'll 400 to it. A woman that comes home and she teaches your children they are the, they are the best in school. And you, you know that you don't contribute anything to teaching them. Like me. So, 
<laughs> when I see they are great, I thank her and I thank God they put living with us. <laughs> One day my son brought an assignment to me. Even me, I didn't know it. He said, he did. I said, that day am I right? I said, your teacher will tell you whether you are right or not. You know, wisdom is probably able to direct. <laughs> they, I hear sometimes purple mash. They use that in schools nowadays. Till today, I don't know what purple mash is. Honestly, my wife wonder why, why, why did they call assignment purple mash in their own school? Most of the terminology they look, use in my children's school, I don't know the meaning of those terminologies. So I cannot help. So I appreciate those who help. Every night she's sitting with their people in the house would have helped. She will still check everything every night. Check their job. Check everything. And she works on the island. She comes back. So that she comes back 8 o'clock. She will still say, you know, I'm tired, but I need to check what the children have done during the day. You, you will have respect for that kind of person. And no matter what I say I want to do, she's but you will have respect for that kind of person. And someone that respects your family so much, you will have respect for that kind of person. It is true. And when our whole family, when they come, after the service on Sunday, our brother-in-law was still here with his, his own sister, our, our own sister. They came in. And brother-in-law used to be a commissioner somewhere. Now he's a spirit-free Christian. He was working in the UN. He's much older than myself. He came to the office and we began. You, you will just, you, it's important that you build this thing. Part of it is knowledge. So when you get to your in-laws' house and you talk and you disseminate knowledge, they respect you. But when you talk foolishly, the only sorry, one of the part, part of it is when they are gossiping. It works. It is true. This is why a, you, you must be that as a woman. Apostleman likes her so much. There was a time he needed to do some, some was having you needed to do something about some some uh, uh, foreign forms to fill documents and everything. She just said, "Let me do it for you," because those who were doing were not doing it very well. And the pastor come and say, "Your wife did," and I said, "Wow!" Let me thank the pastor. Me say, "You must have something as a woman that will make people to respect you. It should not be ability to cook alone. It is good at least, but that one is small because there are we have bookers around." Well, it's part of it. All of you ladies who are single, whatever you need to do to upgrade, to put yourself in a position where people respect you, there are some minor, minor parts of it. For instance, people respect someone that dresses very well. Those are the minor ones. They respect, but there must be achievement. There must be things that you have that people can respect. People respect a man who has quality leadership stuff. You come into a place, even our own family as well, they have having issues. You come in and you talk. One lady in the church had told me, I mean, there was something in the family and the father and all the siblings were, our elder sister's husband came in, sat down with all of them and said to the whole issue. The father, the rest, salutes to the man. It is good. It is important. It's important. Let's rise. Let's stop here. I heard this from a man also. Do not let exaggerated opinion come into your marriage. You are not finer than you think you are. When men have been telling a woman that you are the finest, you feel lucky. Don't let anybody deceive you. 
never look down on someone you are married to. Because when you were growing up as a guy, all girls were running after you. And now you are married to a woman. You look at her and you think she should consider herself lucky. That when, when I was in Ife, ah, in Ife, Laye, shut up your mouth. She's not one of the girls in Ife. She's your wife. Don't exaggerate. Don't, don't exaggerate your opinion of yourself. So now, a little argument in the house. You look at her like, do you know when I was in the choir 17 of them wanted to date me you did not date them you are now married to a woman cars were stopping to tell you were beautiful before you got married most of them were saying those things just to sleep with you some guys in your school rated as the most beautiful girl they said all kinds of things to you now you are married and you look at your husband you should be lucky oh. that, that, I, in fact I don't know what happened to me that made me to marry you you don't say things like that in marriage you don't even let it cross your mind out of all those people there you have made your choice stay with your choice and love your choice honor your choice and respect your choice Is someone blessed today? That's a warning for those of you that are beautiful and those of you that are handsome and those of you that think you are beautiful. It's true. So, <laughs> those who are truly handsome and those who think they are handsome. I'm telling you now. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? Father, we thank you. I ask that you soften our hearts to be conformed to your image. In Jesus' name. Give God praise somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.